the large majority of insure tech startups are either service providers to insurance companies or distributors of insurance company products. So they really want to be connected to the insurance companies. I'm happy today to kick off another podcast episode. Today, I'm with Andrew Lerner. He is the managing partner of IA Capital Group. Welcome, Andy. Hey, thanks, Josh. Happy to be here. Yeah, awesome. Maybe you could speak a little bit to, to the firm and kind of your experience and sort of how that led you to where you are today with IA. We've been around since the 90s, so we are very experienced in, in, in what we do. Our first venture fund started in, in the year 2000, so we have 22 years uh, of continuous investments uh, in fintech and insurtech space. Uh, I'm the managing partner firm. I, I run the firm. We focus on venture capital investments in insurtech and and also fintech. This is an insurtech oriented podcast, so I do want to dig into that. But I'm 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 curious if you don't mind, sort of, for someone who has been investing in venture for so long. You know, how have you seen the industry evolve, and you know what's different about it today versus when you started? Yeah, I mean it's it it's very it's very different, and I think it's better. It's better than ever time to be uh, an entrepreneur. So there's so much of a venture ecosystem and standardization among terms and just everything has become more standardized. And uh, an entrepreneur starting out has to have a great idea, a great company, but the the venture capital around it um, used to be a little bit of the Wild West. And now there's just expectations I think are, are in line, the industry has matured and it's very much, I think, a, a founder friendly industry. What's happening in this, this wave in 2022, even though public markets are down, the, the better performing companies are the ones that are working with the insurance companies. So they're distributors of, uh, of insurance company products. One company like we're not investors in it, but like Policy Genius distributes property casualty life insurance products and is, is, is done is done really well. So I think that I think this wave, um, the full stack carriers haven't gotten the valuation that they, they once got because they're not profitable, but you have these uh, service providers and these brokers agencies that are either profitable or have a you know a very short path to profitability. And those are being more rewarded by by investors today. So that's kind of the story for 2022. And in terms of of sort of you know stage or series that yeah. companies are in or check size and, and and those sorts of things, any any additional detail you can provide on that? Yeah, I mean our our sweet spot is Series A, which um, means the company is already generating revenues and it already has customers. Um, but it's still five years uh, away from an exit. An exit would be a sale of the company or an IPO of, of the company. So uh, we feel that's a good time frame. Sometimes you invest in the earliest uh, seed companies. You have to wait closer to 10 years. And that, that's our investors, I, I think, are patient, but not that patient yeah. uh, to, to wait 10 years. And the later stage companies seem to have very high valuations and sometimes we'll we'll invest series b series c but 
once you get to companies that are several hundred million dollars of valuation, that's we feel like the the, the fastest growth is over. Are you also more hands-on in, in helping these companies as they evolve their strategy and continue to grow the business? Right. Absolutely. You know, we're, we're there to help as much as, as much as we can. And, um, you know, we don't interfere with management. We're not breathing down their, their necks, but we're there whenever we can help. And typically we'll take board seats. So typically we, we, I think it's about 75% of the investments we've done. We've led the round, which typically comes with a, a board seat. And you know, board members don't get involved in day-to-day activities. They're there more for juncture points. Should the company enter a new line of business? Should the company raise more capital? And then, of course, one day should the company sell itself or, or, or go public? And, and, and that's where we can add most value. We help with recruiting uh, team members. We help with introductions to new potential customers. And a lot of our 20 insurance companies, investors have become customers of this of the startups that we've invested in. So that's that, that's been a very good model. And and given the fact that you, you you do get so much, you know, deal flow and coming in, does that change your approach at all at this point? Or do you sort of have certain themes or or subsectors that you're particularly interested in and yeah. you go try to seek out people in those sectors as well? Or how how do you handle that given where you are in the yeah. industry now? Yeah, it's there's a lot out there, and it's a great question. Uh, we are North America focused, so it's a big world, but we predominantly focus on U.S. Canada uh, op- opportunities. Series A, sometimes Series B, sometimes Seed is our is our spot, our sweet spot. But if you're pre-revenue or you already have a several hundred million dollar valuation, you're not you're not for us. We we don't look at companies that are direct competitors of companies we've already invested in. Um, but with that said, within our within InsureTech, we try to look at just about everything. Now, FinTech is a bigger sector. It's about five times as large as, as InsureTech. And in FinTech, we do um, pick and choose. So in, in FinTech, we, we really like payments industry companies, and we have a great track record in this company, Marketa. This payment company went public at a $15 billion valuation. It was really tremendous year for us last year when Marketa went public. Um, we like payments and we like wealth management uh, technology. So we have some great companies, um, Next Capital, which just announced that it's getting getting acquired and uh, SmartX, which just announced a $30 million investment by Morningstar yesterday. We, we have great companies in wealth management and payments. You know, if I sort of was hanging out my shingle with Josh's InsureTech today, and I'm hoping someday to, you know, be in a position to take an investment from IA, what what advice would you give me? How would you, you know, advise me to, you know, think of my, about my approach to building my business and, and establishing myself in InsureTech? Yeah. Uh, well, we're happy to meet with companies that are too early for us to invest in and, and get to get to know them. And so I'd say if you're, you know, below a million dollars revenue or seed, you know, reach out to us, say hi, we're at all the major insured tech conferences. Um, so we, we, you get on our radar screen and then keep us updated on, on how the business progresses. But if, if, if the management team is really, you know, does what they said they're going to do. So if they, if they, if we meet them and they said, 
you know, Andy, by the end of the year, we're going to be $2 million revenue. We're going to start thinking about a series A. And then they actually do what they said they do. That, that, would, be very, that would be very important. You made a, a comment before, and given what I do in my day job, um, I, I found it interesting. And, and so you said, you know, evaluating management teams is a bit more art than science. So can you elaborate on that a bit? And, and, and maybe also just what your approach is to, to, to trying to do that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we look for alignment of, of interests in, in the management team. So, you know, we invest in these companies, we take minority stakes, and it is a, you know, a legal heavy, document heavy process. So we do get a lot of investor rights, but ultimately at the end of the day, you're, you're counting on the founder CEO to, to be aligned with you on their interests. Somebody that Somebody that's like taking it month by month is probably not for us. Somebody that has a vision that says, all right, in five years, this is where I wanna be. I wanna sell it for a billion dollars. And this is how much revenue I need to, to, to generate to do that. And this is the type of company I need to build. Somebody that, that somebody that uh, you know, on the same wavelength as us on that would be you know, a, a, really, a, a really good fit. Do you try to not just sort of assess the CEO or assess the management team as individuals, you know, the strength of the lead tech person, the strength of the lead business strategist, the strength of the lead, you know, revenue driver, um, or, or do you also sort of try to collectively assess the management team as a whole? And are there differences in that, in your opinion? Yeah, there, there are differences. And the founder or CEO, and if there's a co-founder, those are the most important people. So we do, you know, we do look at the, absolutely look at the whole C-suite and, and see, um, you know, meet them and get to know them before we invest. But the most important work is on founder or co-founders that, you know, if there's more than one, they have to really get along with each other uh, going, going forward. And then we look at the how the equity is divided. So what you really want to do is if there's, you know, large amounts of founder shares, you want those to be with active senior members of the management team. And so they're motivated to build their equity Looking out, you know, five years, 10 years, uh, you know, what kind of horizons you're typically thinking in at this stage now, but, you know, any, any particular trends, anything you would keep an eye on uh, going forward here? Yeah, we, we like these, um, in InsureTech, we like these emerging product classes. Um, so uh, cyber insurance, cannabis industry insurance, Crypto is very early, but that's going to be very interesting on shirts around that. So these are areas we think startups can really compete with um, and maybe even have an edge against larger companies. A lot of the established firms do now have innovation arms if they have the resources to be able to invest in that sort of thing. So how do you see that type of innovation versus what comes from you know startups? You know, with all due respect to the in insurance companies who, who do, do interesting things and in innovation, the overwhelming majority of innovation is happening today in, in the startup and tech community. And that's really where the insurance carriers are, are they're, they're looking and they recognize that. So an innovation executive at an insurance company, a lot of his or her role will be monitor monitoring the startups. 
meeting with startups, learning what the startups are doing in these different areas. So um, some insurance companies have labs where they fool around with new technologies. Um, but I, I think that at the end of the day, even they would admit that you know the majority of innovation comes from the startup. I think we've covered a lot and you've been generous with your time. Is there anything I missed that uh, you'd like to cover or any other message you'd like to get out before we wrap up? No, I, I think we covered a lot. I'll just you know summarize to say, you know, my firm, IA Capital Group, is the longest tenured, most experienced uh, venture firm in insure tech. I think there are there are other firms that we know and respect and work with very closely, but I feel like we stand out as you know 22 years of, of, of managing money for ins insurance companies. So I, I think we're unique in in our history, but there are lots of good firms doing what we do. Great. Well, Andrew Lerner, managing partner at IA Capital, really appreciate having you on. Thank you. My pleasure, Josh.